0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Terror Table, a horror movie podcast presented by the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. I am one of your regular hosts that here every week. My name is Mitch, and with me, as always, I have... Uh, I'm Boozy. And this week, we don't have any Kyle. He's out due to personal reasons, but uh, he's with us in spirit. We wish him well. We love that guy, and uh, we can't wait for him to return next week, which is going to be our uh, Christmas episode. We're going to be... I'm just going to announce that right now. We're going to be doing a Christmas episode on the feel-good Christmas movie of the the last 20 two decades. Uh, We're going to be talking about Inside from 2007. (laughs) I Uh, remember
1: as a young lad running downstairs to watch Inside with my family for Christmas.
0: Have you seen Inside, Boozy? Nope. Yes, I can't wait. And uh, but joining us today is a very special guest, a very special returning guest. The last time she was on the show, your boy fucked up hard and he only (laughs) recorded one mic, but the episode was just too good. It was too fun. And the amount of people who actually reached out to say that they listened to the episode and they loved it is pretty ridiculous because I was like, I felt so bad because that's one of our worst sounding episodes because one of like our guests, Mike, wasn't recording. My God, my mother listened to that episode. Oh, um, God. But returning back in the trap, we have professional fitness and nutrition coach, registered massage therapist, and horror nut Morgan Haladiak. And hey. oh, yeah, she's my ex girlfriend.
2: Oh, yeah, how could we forget?
0: Yeah, dated for a long time, <laughs> the love Super died. Long time. Yeah. No more love. No more. Um, We're going to be talking about Drag Me to Hell. We're going to be talking about Drag Me to Hell today. Sam Raimi's Drag Me to Hell. But before that, we're obviously going to be doing our other shit where we're going to be talking about all the other movies that we've watched recently and just catching up around the table. But before that, Morgan and Boozy, would you like to hear a word from our sponsors? Every
1: week, I crave a word from our sponsor.
0: Always.
2: Hit me with it. The Saskatchewan Podcast Network is supported by Connexus. Does money spark joy in your life or cause you stress? If you said stress, you're not alone. For 42% of Canadians, their biggest stressor comes from money. At Conexus, they care about your financial well being. Money doesn't have to be stressful, and Conexus is here to help. The Conexus hashtag MoneyTalk blog provides expert advice, tips, and solutions for all life stages and events getting married, buying a house, budgeting, saving. They cover it all and more. And did I mention it's free? Check it out today at connexusmoneytalk.ca and start feeling confident and stress-free about your money.
0: All right. And now that all of that is out of the way, we can get on with the episode. So before we get rolling here, we just start talking about movies. Morgan, how have you been?
2: Uh, I've been super busy. Uh, Christmas is looming and uh, so is my depression. So... (coughs)
0: Uh, Nothing's really changed other
2: than there's like, yeah, there's that meme that floats around every year that's like, here's my depression, it's like a dark cloud, and then here's my depression at Christmas, and it's got like little blinky lights on it, so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and when you lifted your arm up there, you saw you got some new ink today, you got got your elbow did, didn't you?
2: Not today, that's next Wednesday, but yeah, I got my bicep done on Saturday, and then uh, just kind of decided to keep on rolling with it. And uh, this was done already, but we're redoing it, sort of, and like filling it in, yeah. um, just making it darker. So it's not like new ink; it's just newer, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, we should Either. all up and super.
1: Either well. way,
0: feels so good. It's a Christmas there.
1: touch up. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: I just thought because you said you're getting your elbow did today, and I'm like, that's one of the ones that I'm dreading getting. But obviously, it's going to have to be done at some point. Boozy, your elbow's done, isn't it? Um, just kind of some of it, not all of it. You got your it, kneecap, same kind of deal, but kneecap's almost worse.
1: Yeah, I wanted to get all the pointiest parts of me tattooed.
0: <laughs> your <laughs> nose, is yeah, <laughs> nose is next.
1: Yeah, nose is <laughs> next.
0: You're gonna get a little clown nose. It'll be so cute. Um, but okay.
2: Is it, like, is it and then is a dick time?
0: What's Does that, that dick time? Yeah, no. Well, that's already done. What? <laughs> it droops.
2: Never mind. Move on. I don't <laughs> want to know.
0: <laughs> but, uh, no, this is cool. Is this the first time you guys have talked in uh, since, uh, you know, the divorce?
2: Uh, yes. I think so, yeah.
0: Yeah, because yeah, Boozy would come around our place all the time, watch hockey games, and you were part of the vape house era of uh, of it's our just, relationship. That was a scary time. Yeah, you just walk into mine and Morgan's house and everyone's vaping except for Morgan.
2: <laughs> I mean, every now and then when I would drink, I would, but... And then I would (laughs) complain about it when I was sober.
1: Yeah. And it's just this room full of, like, douche smoke all the time. That
0: was, was like, when it was just becoming a thing. It was kind of like, you know, when kids got into Pokemon cards, and it was, like, cool. But then there comes a day where it's all of a sudden someone just says yo dog this ain't cool no more we don't do this no more i know kyle yeah, never got had, to that like, point a
1: whole bunch of like cool flavors for a while it was like yo, yeah of
0: course i want to be smoking on like sour patch or like i remember the day i went back to the darts was when i i boozy was it me and you i could have sworn it was me and you we went to a vape shop and they were having a cloud blowing competition
1: yeah, and they had like a measuring stick, like thing on the wall, <laughs> and I and actually had, like, like. And threw... they had like a line where you had to stand.
0: I threw mine out that day. I was like, "Hey, this has gone too far," and now it's like, "Yeah, they are, uh, yeah, they're awful." Um, yeah, now also, you got to that... kill
2: yourself nice and quick after that. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I'd rather kill myself with six than that, but. Yeah, rest in peace uh, to all of our listeners who are vapors. I apologize. It's probably <laughs> better than smoking. Yeah, Morgan, let's start catching up with some horror stuff. So before, last time you came on was in September, and you partake in 31 Days of Horror, which is something that, like, obviously I don't want you to talk about 31 movies, but yes. I think you successfully did it this year.
2: I Again. did do it, yep. Um, Most of them were movies, which was sweet. Uh, Like, last year I had to do a lot of, like, simpsons halloween specials and stuff just due to time but i managed uh this year to do movies which was awesome so when i talk to my clients about horror movies especially this year they ask you know like oh which ones do you like and whatever and the one and i apologize if you guys have talked about this on the podcast already which you probably have because this movie is fucking wild is his house i fucking love i cannot like i watched it and it was one that i just like watched in my mind over and over and over again I can't wait to revisit it but it's like the classic haunting because you see in movies in general but definitely horror movies like you've seen one haunting movie you've kind of seen them all but every now and then one comes along and like has stuff that you've never seen before and this one was just so fucking fun like I just sat there and watched it with a grin on my face the whole time it was awesome
0: you and were then, grinning uh, the whole time because oh, yeah. that movie gets super depressing. <laughs> it's it really, really sad. Good stuff.
2: <laughs> I told you this year's been really hard. I like <laughs> went to like, <laughs> so, I uh, I started going to therapy, which everybody should, especially lately. Mental health is in the shitter, all like you know worldwide. So go talk to somebody about it because these couple of years have been shit. But so I started going to see my therapist, and she has a whiteboard that she writes down like everything that I've been saying and whatever. And so we have, you know, soothing techniques in, on one side and it's like, if she's like, okay, so to deal with your anxiety, depression, like what kind of soothing techniques do you do um, to help with that? I'm like, well, I go to the gym a lot and you know, I talk to my partner and I, I have my dog that I like to either hang out with or like go for walks and I watch Shut movies, out Opie. And I
0: <laughs> my, my first born.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take the puggle. And then I just kind of nonchalantly was like, I've been watching lots of horror movies lately and it's been helping. And she's like, wait, what? I'm like, yeah, like when I watch horror movies, it just like, you know, it it takes your brain away from what's going on. And I'm just so focused on, like, especially in that one, you're so focused on what's going on in that movie. I wanted so badly to see, like, the ending and, and the reveal of the... There's
0: such a wicked or twist. Or whatever. Yeah.
2: The twist, yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I, I do like if you're watching as a fly on the wall, um, this year, especially this October of me watching horror movies, you'd probably be super concerned because I'm having so much fun.
0: So yeah, much fun. now, now think about like my whole life and how much <laughs> it makes sense, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, like uh, and that's something we have talked about, but it hasn't been, we haven't talked about in a really long time is like the, the healing appeal of horror movies and how for every reason that you just said like it's it's the best escape it's a safe escape and you get to just sit and watch other people go through shit for a while and it takes you away from yours and once the movie's done like debatably you're in a better place <laughs> uh Hopefully. but yeah sometimes it's like uh well i guess i just got to toss in the strangers here as well because i'm still alive like the the heart's still <laughs> kicking let's get let's get it over with um yeah. But yeah, I'm really happy to hear that because that was one I remember when I first like when I watch it and it happens all the time, it's with Boozy and Morgan. I think about them like because we watch so many movies together and same with me and Boozy, we that's how we bond. And I always think like it, something comes up all the time on the tear table is like, oh man, I was thinking Boozy would love this. <laughs> and uh when I watched his house, I was like, this is right up Morgan's alley. Yeah, uh, I loved it. Yeah, it's so good. So what else what else stood out?
2: Um, pretty much, I mean, all the ones that you recommended to me. So you gave me a list of stuff. Uh, the day one, I watched the autopsy of Jane Doe, which was awesome.
0: Yeah. I really
2: liked that one. Um, you
0: called it artsy though. Did I? Was that the one that, uh, the, the old partner didn't, didn't love as much? No, or or that's was, no, that was Piwacket.
2: Yeah. So the, that was my second one I watched was Piwacket <laughs> and I watched it with Jer and he was just like, um, yeah, it was it was interesting. And I'm like, okay, it's fine. Like you can say you don't like them. It's okay. But that's that was my take on it. I said, like, I won't show you the ones that are not for everybody. And I don't yeah. think Pi it was, you know, yeah. like it was but, fantastic. I thought it was really cool.
0: Do you see what I mean now though? That that why that movie, like that character is like fifteen year old Morgan?
2: <laughs> I guess yeah. But, like you said that you're like <laughs> you were like,
0: Don't talk yeah, about man, why. Like... Don't talk about why. <laughs> But yeah, it's a movie. It's crazy. It's awesome.
2: Yes, I I felt her angst as a familiar feeling, definitely in that <laughs> show. <laughs> but,
0: and yeah, sorry, I cut you one. off with autopsy Jane Doe. If you want to talk a little bit more about that one,
2: um, I just thought it was cool, like something again that I hadn't really seen. Like you're the whole time expecting something wild to happen with the corpse, and it never does, which is cool. But it it does in different ways, right? Uh, yeah. so I appreciated that, kind of the the unexpected, um. I watched uh, the, oh my God, what was it called? The newscast one, Ghostwatch.
0: Ghostwatch. Yes. Uh-huh.
2: Um, I did like it, and my only problem was I had to keep reminding myself, like, okay, like, people, because this was at the later stages of my 31 days of horror, and so my brain is just like, complete, I'm a changed human by this point. And so it's kind of like when you do drugs, you're always kind of chasing the dragon, right? With horror. It's like, okay, you need something. Hey, right. Amen, brother. There
1: you go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, so I watched uh, the Ghost Watch and I kept having to kind of remind myself, like, people didn't know this wasn't real. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, and it, it fucked people up.
0: Someone so, killed themselves over it.
2: Yeah. So when I looked it up and everything, I was like, you know, this would have been nuts. Um, and I really, as I was watching it, I just thought about, like, young Mitch just sitting there just with like rock hard like for, like hoping so much that it was going to be real and you know what I mean like yeah. if you were in there watching the fucking
0: newscast oh, that would have been I mean, so I, tight Yeah, I probably um, so I'm going to give you time to go back and the, you can start uh, thinking about which ones you want to talk about and everything but what we're going to do is we're going to go around the circle here we'll knock off a couple on Boozy's end we'll knock off a couple on my end and we'll just keep going around the circle what movie is that oh wait that's from the really what bad is it? movie I know. So I, now, what's I, your reference? What's your I now pronounce reference? you Chuck and Larry. It's the. I'm pretty it's sure it's Rob Schneider who goes, It's a circle.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I bet that movie holds up really well. well All right. We're so we we'll, quoting it. Yeah. <laughs> that's the <laughs> first time I've thought about that in years. And now I'm disappointed in myself. Yeah. We'll be back to you, Morgan Boozy. What have you been checking out lately? All
1: right. I'm going to give you a couple because I have had some time to fester and stew on this uh first one i checked out this is south korea's 2020s uh it is a loose standalone sequel to train to busan so i watched peninsula
0: morgan have you seen train to busan
2: yeah i did i watched it last year i I really liked it
0: yeah so good all right so peninsula (laughs) i didn't recommend that one to you it's so it's a sequel it's called peninsula came out last year You know, what's funny is I I thought in terms of entertainment wise, this
1: is such a like a Mad Max dystopian future typical story. And they added some zombies like the zombies are probably the least important part of this overall with how much stuff goes on in it. And yeah, I think it's it's just way too action for the kind of things I enjoy and so much different than the first Uh, You know, like Train to Busan, I I think that a lot of the charm is taken away in this. And it's just turned into this, like, look at all the things we can do. And some of them not even super well. I I found that, like, they're kind of like games that they did where, like, they, they needed a little bit more to them. I feel like they weren't structured enough we've seen the same idea so many times with like the, the pit of fun. And it's like, just, just try something different. And I expected something different yeah. and it wasn't. And then some of the, yeah, some of the practical effects are really, really, really bad.
0: Practical or via like CGI, oh, sorry, the,
1: the special effects, yeah. like,
0: holy I, I... shit. I'm planning on giving that one because I bought it when it came out. Yeah. Um, just because I love the first one so much. And yeah, it is so different than Train to Busan in like almost every way. It's more in line with something like World War Z, which I actually don't hate. Like, no, well, I like
1: World War Z. Z. I still a wanted a sequel for that one.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, David Fincher was supposed to do it, which is ridiculous. But uh, I want to go back to Peninsula in a couple of years because I've heard some people kind of... Like it, but it just didn't hold the the powerful like the heart that Train to Busan it, had. No,
1: and it not But it, like it is, I, I gave it a good review because I think it's so entertaining. Like it's this huge zombie like heist movie, and and like I'm not trying to sound like it's like awful because it was a ton of fun. It's just, yeah, like what you were expecting from the first one and, and then just some scenes that really lagged this movie down. And I want to go back to the other VFX point is like there were parts in there that looked like, do you remember when Battlefield, the first Star Wars Battlefield came out? Yeah. And it was having all those render issues where like mm-hmm. the backgrounds wouldn't fully, that is in this movie. I'm not even joking. There's like stuff that wasn't finished rendering and they're just like, we got to go
0: vfx is a very big job and it's in high demand yes uh, like there's a long way to go uh there's some people doing some incredible stuff with vfx but like when you're biting like that movie is just so chaotic that it's yeah. hard to
1: I, I think the thing is that
0: so much of the zombie stuff looks so good. i'm
1: not trying to like shit all over it so much of the zombie stuff looks great it's just when stuff like that happens amidst it like it's literally like watching a cut scene from a game where you're like Oh, my scene didn't load properly, and it it really does take you out of it. Buffering, buffering. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah. So Peninsula, though you. So it sounds like you had a good time with it, but you were a little disappointed.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd say that like if you're looking for just a straight up horror movie, this isn't really it. But I think that there's definitely an audience of like, um, oh, what is like? I don't. I, th- I feel like it had a little bit of like people who like like Squid Game would probably enjoy this. You like, haven't I've, seen Squid Game, you yeah, dumb mother. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched the whole thing.
0: Oh, it's so good.
1: i No, I'm, I'm well aware. I just I feel like there would be some carryover in terms of like this this whole like everybody's like fucking each other over to get to the top. Yeah,
0: like, yeah, there the, is the that side I mean? of things. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, and then the and political then, like, satire exactly. But it gets and lost I, in the the flood of uh, buffering. <laughs>
1: Well, and th- and that's like the the other reason I want to compare it is is just because they also have you guessing the whole time is like which person is on whose side
0: and and everything like the dynamic of that keeps shifting. Anyway, right. so that was Peninsula. Cool. Do you want How many do you got today? Do you do you got a lot? Why'd you just I wink guess, at me? Wow. Just gave me a really sexy wink. Boozy's I... background on his computer is uh <laughs> The Rock and Vince McMahon. <laughs> Who wants to have a boring background? You know um so do you want to knock another one off before yeah. we can yeah so i got some good news for you after this one great i, I you're the only nice. person i can think of who's gonna love this news and i wrote it down specifically for you
1: <laughs> so this is like to anyone listening they don't have to care about this news it's just for we're, me
0: we're gonna make them care
1: yeah. Um, so this movie is from 2021. This is a Shutter exclusive film uh, featuring and also produced by uh, Barbara Crampton, directed by Travis Stevens.
0: This is Jacob's Wife. Ooh, I've heard good things about this one.
1: Yeah. So it's about a pastor's wife who encounters a master vampire who has taken residence in this town and they kind of have to figure out what they're going to do with it. And the Jacob's wife, uh, which is played by Barbara Crampton, is uh, very interested in the allure of the dark side of this. And it, it gets pretty violent. And um, it oh. is super fun. And I definitely think people should check it out. This is a good, definitely a good shutter movie. I think Barbara Crampton's fantastic in this. We're seeing her all
0: over the place lately. She's the hottest 64 year old woman alive. Right? <laughs> like, oh, my God. She uh, is so. Incredible. Yeah, she's the mom in You're Next. Like, she returned, and she was in uh, Reanimator. I'm pretty sure you loved Reanimator. Uh, she's also yeah.
1: in another movie I watched that I'll talk about
0: later. I'm on board. Yeah, she is. And she's just also, like, an incredible person. Like, she's such a, I don't know, I follow her on Twitter and Instagram and everything, and she's just, like, such a huge fan of horror. and She, she gives like, back to the community oh, of Oh, yeah. And, she, yeah, she's great, and uh, she's also in Superhost. But, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, so
1: if you want to see something where she takes the lead and plays a crazy vampire trying to deal with her
0: issues, then check out Jacob's Wife on Judder. Sounds like a blast. Okay, I'm going to knock uh, an announcement and then a movie off. Uh, The announcement, Boozy, I'm not sure if you've heard, but Scream Factory is releasing, finally finally alligator one and two baby i saw that that's yes alligator one and two is coming to blu-ray so that is like i saw that and the the art looks gorgeous i fucking love alligator it's been a long time since i've seen alligator two uh but i sure you watched it recently hey didn't you i
1: did it, it's okay i mean obviously it's not as good as alligator one uh, it's I okay so fun. i guess
0: i'll pay forty dollars to get yeah, exactly. it exactly i'm a fucking moron yeah, Alligator 1 and 2. That's that's some exciting news. Like we're, I feel
1: like Alligator is getting more love than it did years ago. People right are really coming so. around. Right it's it's so. great.
0: Yeah, Alligator is awesome. I'm going to knock off a big one that I saw. And I saw this one a couple weeks ago. So Was it a Snyder Cut of something? Don't. Don't, don't even start. <laughs> this happens every week. Ghostbusters Afterlife. I went out okay. on opening night to check out Ghostbusters Afterlife. So, yeah. I'm really happy for the stands or the stance that love it because I'm one of them. Uh, I, I thought this movie is great. Like the, I, uh, this is one that gets, a, it's been getting a lot of hate from uh full grown adults like myself. And uh, I think people are expecting way too much from Ghostbusters, uh, especially in this day and age. Like I love Ghostbusters. Like, and I know Morgan, you're a huge fan of Ghostbusters one and two. I can't remember what your thoughts are on the, the 2016 Ghostbusters film, but I think this movie was fucking awesome. Like, it was so heartfelt. It was so... It, it had the spirit of Ghostbusters. It had... It just just the heart was what I was looking for. And, like, damn, like, the, the lead who plays... It, it's pretty obvious from the trailers when you're watching it that the lead girl, like, the one that they're focusing on... Uh, she's played by the actress McKenna Grace, who's amazing. She plays Phoebe, who is the granddaughter of Egon Spangler. And it is so heartfelt and so beautiful. And I was welling up at the end like an idiot. I saw it with my roommates and then another buddy. Uh, that other buddy fell asleep the moment it started. (laughs) I think I walked out of it the biggest fan out of all of us, but, um, I'm not going to say like this isn't going to be this isn't one of the best movies I've seen this year. But Paul Rudd is like one of those guys that it, it's like I get annoyed because I'm a toxic man and I hate how women find what, what's that? Timothy Chalamet, the guy who looks like your little brother who's just skipping school and a dipshit. Uh, people are into him. Paul Rudd, that dude is incredibly charismatic and he's so gorgeous. Like he's a very handsome man. And he plays a, a school teacher in this film who's showing his class child's play. And it's just it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. I thought this movie is full of spirit, it's full of heart, and uh, it has everything that you're probably like I think I think if you're a Ghostbusters fan, this is this is exactly what you should be expecting. And I think it's gonna be one of those ones that'll be good for the whole family. And uh, I really, really loved it. I thought it was I thought it was a lot of fun. That's Ghostbusters Afterlife.
2: That's fantastic to hear because I've been really uh, yes, I love Ghostbusters. It makes up like a third of my personality. I've watched them so many times, both of yeah. them. And I watched the uh, I want to I'll call it the female version. Uh, apologies for okay. all the triggers, but that's toxic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought um, basically I was not wanting to watch it because I just kind of. Already knew despite the cast. I mean, I love I love everybody in that movie, but I was kind of like I I knew it wasn't going to be as good or even touch it. And it was actually worse. And I've been trying to drink it out of my brain ever since, honestly. (laughs) So I've been holding off on this new one just in case, but I've actually heard really good things about it, so that makes me happy.
0: I think you're going to be pleased with it. I, I think it'll be a great one to take your family, too. Like, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think you'll really enjoy it. But the one, and this is another, like, this is going to make me, well, I guess whatever. Um, like, I would have liked to see the Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill movie that they were going to do at some point, like a Ghostbusters movie. That would have been fun. But the only reason is because, like, I think Jay, Jay Baruchel would have played such a good Spangler. Like he would have been so good as that character but for what it is i think i want i want more of these like i want to see these kids to eat and just be warned one of the kids like his name is podcast so what? that's that's one of those things that's going to uh because it's his whole personality it's it's like basically making fun of podcasters and you know what we deserve it uh, oh wait we are so that's worst. just
1: like his nickname
0: yeah it's his nickname but uh okay i thought
1: like his parents actually named him podcast
0: no it's just his whole personality but it's like i don't know i think for a new generation like i don't know what people could have wanted more than this like it it was really sweet um if you're a ghostbusters fan and you're not kind of like fighting back tears near the end i think it's time to go to the hospital (laughs) uh go and get get yourself checked out but uh yeah, actually, Morgan, it was you who, like, I I was always, like, a naysayer of Ghostbusters too, and then I rewatched it with you, and now that movie's become, like, I, some days I think I like it more than the first Ghostbusters. Like, I love Ghostbusters too. Uh, it's super fun.
2: Yeah. yeah it's, I, it's I love them both for the same and also different reasons, but, yeah, yeah. they're both fantastic.
0: Yeah, I think it, this one fits in really well with the, well, we'll call it a trilogy. So, yeah, that was Ghostbusters Afterlife. Check so it Do out. they just
1: write out like the lady one then, or how does that work?
0: They don't mention it, but they because it is, doesn't tie into that universe at all. The like the lady one doesn't really tie into that universe. It's just like, oh. and, and all the power so 2 people who actually anybody? enjoy it, but <laughs> no, but yeah, I don't know. I uh, I, I do not like that 2016 one, and it's not just because I'm a toxic man, if anything, it's like the problem with that movie is that Chris Hemsworth is the funniest part about it. <laughs> Like when they're objectifying Chris Bye, Hemsworth in like that <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: but also that's coming. You know, it's different perspectives, and I'm happy other people got what they wanted. But now, yeah, I don't know. I thought this one was great. So back to you, Morgan.
2: Have we beaten old to a pulp yet?
0: I haven't seen it. Shut up. Yeah, no, I'm dead serious. Like I, I was debating watching it last night, and I just don't know if I can.
2: I feel. I think I walked out of that theater. Did I not? And text you immediately, and I said, "I cannot fucking wait until you watch this movie."
0: No, you didn't text I me. I didn't. That. Oh my god! No, I, if I you did, I was blackout drunk, which is also very possible. But. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but yeah, because I saw this in the summer, and then when I was on the podcast the last time, I completely forgot about it.
1: Oh, is that <laughs> and, that old beach where you go to and you get old, and then yes. it's an old beach?
2: Have you never seen it, Boozy? Either. No. Oh my god! Actually, you know what? I was gonna say don't, but I feel like you guys. Have
0: yeah, I kind of want to do an episode to. on it. I've I've heard something.
2: I saw Rick had posted he was going to it, and I was like, no, <laughs>
0: Save your money, Rick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Shout out, Rick.
2: This was like he didn't finish it for some. I think he watched it at home or something, and he didn't finish it. And I was like, honestly, like you need the closure. Like you need the closure to finish it. It's gonna hurt, but you need the closure. And, uh, yeah, he was just like, this is one of the worst pieces of shit I've ever seen. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) It's that bad, eh? (laughs) Yeah. So literally, like, we watched it. Oh, I feel so bad for Jeremy. Like, (laughs) I drag him. He watched a lot of the movies over the 31 days of horror with me. He is, like, way too supportive of me. He dragged me to hell tonight. And, uh. Did he love it? This
1: is like a 31 days of annoyance for him. (laughs) Yeah,
2: basically. He's like, oh, my God, fuck, it's October um
0: every year once once for a full (laughs) month i go to hell
2: (laughs) pretty much i don't think he's going to be participating i dragged the kids into it too a little bit and i ruined christmas and also the night (laughs) oh with crap yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. i love that that i saw uh anyway Uh, yeah so i we watched old i picked it because i'm like you know what m night Shyamalan it goes either way with him Mm -hmm. and he hasn't put out a movie in a bit he's had a couple stinkers But, like, all I can think about is, like, how blown my mind was with signs, right? So, I'm just like, please, please. And then The Visit was awesome. I really liked The Visit. Yeah. So, we're watching it, and I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Almost immediately, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, everything about it is bad. He's in it so much.
0: M. Night's in it?
2: Yeah. Like, so much. Oh, my
0: God. I hate when he puts himself in his movies. (laughs) Yeah. Besides signs.
2: (laughs) His tiny... Because, like, for the most part, I haven't seen all of his movies, but for the most part, from what I remember... His cameos are pretty small. This is like a big role. It's like he oh, couldn't no. find someone else to play it. And he is, after all of the years of him filmmaking, somehow has never learned to act.
0: Yeah. Or. It's the one yeah. role Chris Pratt turned down. <laughs> it's old. Is that true? Well, I don't know. Just that dude's in everything now <laughs> and I hate him. Yeah.
2: It's too bad. So, yeah, I, uh, drug Jeremy to old and. I just had this, like, pit in my stomach because I try and and like a little bit of everything from every movie. This one, I just can't find anything, honestly. Like, not a thing. Damn. So watch it just for the fun of it. Like, get some buddies together and just have, like, a drinking game for every time you think something is stupid and you're just going to have to go to the hospital by the end of the night, basically.
0: (laughs) I want to do an episode with, like, Boozy and Kyle. Like, I want us all to do an episode on old. When I'm pretty sure it's out now. But... No, and that sucks because he's been kind of on, besides, okay, so he did Split, which was awesome. Like, I loved Split. I don't oh, know, Have you watched Split yet?
2: Uh, yeah, I did, yeah.
0: Yeah, that one's great. Glass? Ooh, woof. Um, I never saw that one. Yeah, but in Glass, uh, he plays a character in it as well, and it's like, that's somehow the worst part of the movie. That's somehow the worst part in a movie where someone drowns with their face in a puddle. It's so bad. Oh,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> so, face puddle. oh my god, it is so, so bad. <laughs> it's like the climax of the movie and he's drowning in a puddle. Um, <laughs> yeah, bad, bad, bad. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I had hope for old. But then I saw the trailer and I was like, yeah, nah. in. Yeah. I got major Lady in the Water vibes from the trailer.
2: Um, I didn't see that one, but I heard it was really, really bad. And I can almost guarantee even without seeing Lady in the Water that this one's worse.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> So glowing review about old. It's very confident answer. Yeah. Do you got Do you got one that you wanna you wanna talk about? Another one you wanna give a shout out to?
2: I'm trying to decide between two, but
0: talk I mean, about I guys both. Have talked
2: about this already. Well, you I talk just want to give a special. I want to give a special shout out to the Evil Dead series because I watched it again and like. Every, I don't know, I, for whatever reason, I think maybe this will be the year that it loses its luster, but it never does. And I just want to give a special shout out to all three of those movies. Army of Darkness is one of the best movies I've ever seen
1: yes. that's been,
2: ever been made. And I giggle every single time at that stupid line. But uh, I watched Malignant.
0: And yes. I know
2: you fucking loved that movie. So. Yeah,
0: Boozy hated it. Yeah. Really? Oh, <laughs> And uh, I, most I people hated it.
2: I understand. Like, I understand why. But I just sat back for the ride and I was like, this is going to be fucking whack. Uh, but it is in the best way. I thought. It yeah. Was so fun.
0: you liked it?
2: I did. Yeah. Yes. I thought it was fun. Yeah. I can't remember who I was talking to about it, but it was another horror, um, you know, kind of fan or whatever. And I was kind of thinking about it. And I was like, man, it's like if the Matrix met like kind of a cheesy horror movie at one point, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was like House yeah. of
0: Wax with Paris Hilton.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shout out. Love that film
2: yeah so yeah that one i really did enjoy it was very it was very fun
0: awesome cool boozy you want to hit us with some more this is gonna be a good episode this is gonna be a nice and packed juicy I can, yeah, juicy I,
1: okay i have three left so i'm just gonna finish this i just want to say though that i can really tell that mitch has matured as a person because he made a paris hilton house of wax comment
0: and didn't say anything about the other movie where she she's like saying yeah yeah <laughs>
2: No what?
0: I'm growing up. I, yeah. I have my joke where I say is House of Wax is great. It's one of two movies where you can see parasailing and get a pipe in the face.
1: Ah, uh, there it is. Yeah. yeah. See? That's... Like I was yeah. so proud of him.
0: Good old fashioned <laughs> misogyny, am I right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right. So, this is from 2021. I also, am growing
0: and I wouldn't have said it if you didn't bring it up. Jesus.
1: I just yeah, I was I complimenting that. you.
0: Let me grow. <laughs>
1: um so this is from 2021 shutter exclusive uh this is the follow-up to 2019's horror
0: noir this is 2021's horror noir nice i still haven't watched this but uh isn't it complete it's not a documentary is it no it's it's six short
1: horror films and they're either written or directed by uh black writers and directors
0: is it like an all-black cast too
1: no, there are there are some white people in here. Unfortunately, we're we're mucking up this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, this uh, this movie is how do I explain this? It it suffers from all the things that normal anthologies do. These don't really connect at all. So you kind of you don't have to worry about that. But it just does feel like it starts and ends very abruptly they it, it's relatively long, I believe it's two and a half hours, so they, uh, these, these quote-unquote shorts get quite a bit of room to breathe. Um, and, and some of them are really interesting. There's one specifically that very much reminded me of, of, of Stephen King in, like, the best way possible. It's this, like, lake house one, and there's, there's even, like, an old dude with the britches on who's like, don't go doing that specific thing you're oh, gonna God. do! <laughs> <laughs> so, Yeah, it's there's stuff like that. There's really good a couple of the because it's labeled as horror and psychological. So some of the psychological ones I didn't find as interesting. Maybe they just don't hit on points that that I have to deal with. But it was it was pretty fun. I, I definitely want to check out the documentary since I haven't seen that. But I thought this was great.
0: Dude, that documentary is a five out of five. Yeah, it is. It's so good. And Morgan, I'm not sure if you know about this one, but like the documentary Horror Noir is so good you would love it it's just a history of black horror cinema and it's so so interesting and so awesome i love that so yeah it is really wild that out. they
1: made just like a a short thing it's considered a sequel and it's just a bunch of shorts i i find that really cool
0: yeah that is cool
1: um awesome. next next thing i checked out uh written and directed by our buddy brandon
0: christensen i finally checked out 2021 superhost oh tight um I, yeah okay i didn't know you watched it awesome Let's yeah it.
1: this movie is really good i really liked Superhost. Sick. i i i want to say that the star of the whole thing is gracie Gillum. she is yeah, incredible she's so good. i i i want to say like there's like loved one vibes there where like she is putting out this strong performance as yeah. just this uh, this this wild host throughout the film that you're trying to figure out what she's doing. It's great. I, yeah, and and so this good. is the second film that i would watched with Barbara Crampton in it. So shout out to Barbara Crampton.
0: Right. Yeah, and now you know what I'm talking about when I say there's a wicked-ass twist in that movie.
1: Yes, yeah, super cool. So I definitely recommend everyone check out uh, 2021 super house.
0: And what's so, like, and I know I talked about this in my review of it when I watch it, but, like, he did that, right? Like, it was, like, Still, when the pandemic was going strong, like at the very beginning, it, and it's such a contained little story, but it's Education really fucking cool. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, and it's just a really cool idea. um Awesome, I'm happy you enjoyed that one.
1: Let me get let me get these other ones out of the way here. hey I got some more good stuff here. I just gotta. I hate when Skype gets right in your way when you're trying to look at stuff. <laughs> Next thing I, t- I checked out, it says 2020, but I've also seen it's 2021. I don't know what the actual, this is a French film. I don't know what the actual French title is, but this film is called Teddy. And this is also on Shudder.
0: Oh, right. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I've seen the the like uh, thumbnail, but I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, I'm just trying to get, uh, it's directed by
1: Ludovic Bocammer and Zoran Bocammer. I didn't look up much more to know if they're like related in a sexual way or in like a (laughs) blood blood related way. Anyway, uh, so this is basically the best way I can describe this film to anyone who wants to check it out is it's a very slow carry, but with a werewolf.
0: Nice. That sounds
1: cool. Like, did you like it? i i did like it i think the ending is like like carrie i think the ending for this is super cool it takes a long time to get there and the only other thing is you're dealing with a very unlikable character your main character is super unlikable so if you can get past all that stuff there is some very cool comeuppances in this film the last film i will mention before i give it over to you is i watched 2021's there's someone inside your house this is mm. on netflix uh
0: confession i started this one and i didn't turn it off because i wasn't liking it i had shit to do but i was really liking it i thought it was really cool let's uh give the listeners a little bit of a backstory on what this movie is all
1: right so uh this is actually i didn't realize this until i talked to lana about it it's based on a book and it's it's basically a small town who done it. Uh, slasher film that's going on at this school and this person is wearing death masks of the people that they're going to kill after a incident happened this is a very typical not typical um how do i put this to sell people on this this like it gave me such urban legend vibes in the best way possible or i know what you did last summer this is uh, a newer style slasher that very much takes from an old style of lore, and I think it's fantastic. They the, they have these cool death masks that the killer wears that are so cool, and it, it makes you continue like you know it's a whodunit, and then you have this happen. I think the kills are super effective and very stylish. Um, this movie was produced by James Wan, and you can kind of feel that within this. Um, there's a lot of, of styles of, it's a very polished Netflixy type film. I'm trying to remember who played the main actress was really good. There was only one character in this that I found super annoying. And it was like the, like Kurt Cobain school shooter friend that they have, (laughs) who's like a main character, but they're really annoying.
0: Yeah. But there's always those characters in slasher movies. That's true. Except for the very best ones like black Christmas.
1: I think it's Sydney Park is her name, who's the main actress. She's fantastic in this. And yeah, this 100% reminds me of early 90s, or sorry, late 90s, early 2000s slashers. And I think it's super fun. I'll definitely be checking this one out again.
0: Nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to finishing that one. Okay, I only have one more to talk about. And it was one that I've been really, really looking forward to throughout the year. And it is 2021's The Night House uh So mm-hmm. this is one that was directed by David. It was written and directed by David Bruckner. Or sorry, no, sorry, it's David Bruckner. He, yeah, he. Have you seen it yet? No, uh, I. Because this is also one Morgan. You sent me the trailer. Do you remember this the one has Rebecca Hall? Um, yeah,
2: I. uh I looked at the trailer. I didn't get around to watching it, but I've heard good things about it.
0: Yeah. So it's written by Ben Collins and Luke Piotrowski. Uh, directed by david Bruckner, who did the ritual which is one of my favorite modern horror movies the last couple of years i thought that movie was wicked he also did uh segment amateur night in vhs the i like you girl the one that yeah oh, so yeah and he did a segment in southbound um he's done something on creep the creep show tv show uh, but this one, yeah, like I said, starring Rebecca Hall. And the synopsis is a widow begins to uncover her recently de- deceased husband's disturbing disturbing se- secrets. And uh, this is one that I thought, like Bruckner has shown in his other movies, is that he has a true love of horror. And, like, you can feel that. He's also attached to the, Hellraisers, the Hellraiser remake, which I'm really looking forward to. I think he's one of the most interesting directors out there right now doing horror films. And uh, Rebecca Hall, even though she is a Woody Allen sympathizer, I think she's phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> she's one of the dipshits who backs him up. But uh, she is so, so good in this movie. And there are so many different correlations that you can make that are pretty lazy, pretty obvious to The Invisible Man with Elizabeth Moss, that uh, the Lee Winnell film that came out last year. I personally think that The Invisible Man was a better better film. Uh, it execu- executed almost everything that this movie's trying to do better. But this one still has some, like, in Bruckner's style. Like, he creates some new types of scares that I've never seen before. And by talking about that, I'm meaning, like, there are moments where she's kind of walking around a house and you see, like, silhouettes of things, and then they move. Uh, but they are things that are just, like, that's just structure that's architecture like crown molding on a house and it's just it's really inventive something i've never seen before and i think that those are the best parts about this movie i think sadly the movie falls apart at the end in terms of the story it's it's so hard to to keep buying into what they're feeding you because it's just so it gets so ridiculous like the the movie itself doesn't get ridiculous it's that the plot just kind of falls on it falls into the weight of itself. I think I don't know. There's something about it that just doesn't really check out. It's one of those ones that if you're gonna bitch about plot holes, which is something I'm noto- notorious at doing, <laughs> holy shit, can you drive a bus through this thing? But it does. Uh, it it has some really genuine scares. I still think it's something definitely worth checking out. If you're a horror fan, it's something that you should be watching this year. Because this is one of the guys who's gonna be the future of horror. Like I said, he's doing the Hellraiser the new Hellraiser remake. But the movie itself was okay. Like it's and that's totally fine. It's one of those ones where I'm like, not gonna say the nighthouse sucked, but I didn't love it either. It's just directly middle of the road for me. But the best part about it is Rebecca Hall is so good. She is such a good actress. And uh, I think she really, really sells this character, and she was given a juicy role. Like she was given a chance to to show her chops, which she almost always does. And holy fuck, she she was tremendous in this movie. Uh, so I definitely still give it a recommend. But overall, it's just it, it was kind of a disappointment for me. Uh, but that's the that's the last one I have to talk about this week. That's the Nighthouse, Morgan. You want to mention a couple more? You watched Thirty One.
2: I know. Really, were all sorry, like- you
0: really bummed me out on that. No, well, also keep in mind I would compare this movie in some ways to The Lodge and you love The Lodge and I didn't. So.
1: I just I think David Bruckner is fantastic. So I'm he always is looking really good.
0: forward. Yeah. yeah I okay. I I'll, I'll definitely uh, I'm definitely still going to check this out. It's just a yeah. bummer
1: to hear you didn't like it.
0: No, I, it's not that I not liked the, it. I liked the, like, it. I didn't yeah. love it. Like it's yeah. uh, I was definitely a little disappointed, but it's still a good movie. It's still it yeah, does rich enough rich. well. Yeah. But yeah, no, I still, like I said, I still recommend giving it a watch. But the one thing actually though is like this movie <laughs> capitalizes on the Apple ringtone, like, you know, the ringtone that we all wake up to in the morning. If we're Apple users, that's like the it, It's, it's like classic.
1: it's a hood classic.
0: It's the world's it's like the real world's Voldemort. Like we don't even talk about it because it triggers people like the sound of an Apple alarm in the morning is the most annoying sound in the world. Like I said, there's some really, really inventive, cool scares in the movie, but I just like, I was just kind of annoyed of it by the end because I was like, I don't know, I don't know. But that's personal preference. I still recommend giving a giving it a watch. It's no the ritual though. The ritual, like Morgan, have you seen the ritual?
2: Actually, Uh, I watched that one alone.
0: It's so good. Like, I
2: watched that a couple years ago just on my own. I woke up early and was just like, oh, this looks cool. And it actually came up today. So at My Tattoo Artist, naturally, we started talking about horror movies. And uh, he was like, have you seen The Ritual? It's super cool. And I'm like, have I seen The Fucking Ritual? Yes, I have. So we started (laughs) talking about
0: a fucking (laughs) nerd. Yeah. He
2: was actually the other one that uh, really loved Ghostbusters. And he told me that he has bought a, like, um, it's a movie replica, like, scale proton pack
0: nice like what seb seb <laughs> has one of those too yeah of course there. of course seb, seb has it
2: yeah. yes uh, naturally but yeah so he um yeah he spent a bunch of money on that and he was talking about it so that's kind of was the uh nail in the coffin for me in regards to watching it so
1: yeah you'll <laughs> love it so with something like that if you spend all that money on it do you just like wear it around your house? I've always like thought about like if I bought some sort of replica thing, like a helmet, what would I do with it? Like Seb would
0: wear it? wear it. Seb would wear his Proton pack during sex if he ever had sex, but <laughs> <laughs> Boom! <laughs> no uh... you hear that Seb, you virgin. <laughs> yeah, you fucking. Uh anything else we want to talk about before we get on to drag me to hell?
2: Yeah, real quick, actually, I was just looking because I just recently um, dipped my toes into TikTok. Uh, I didn't think I would get here, but here I am. Um, so there was a girl that was on TikTok recommending this The Deep House movie. Yeah, you I,
0: about ta- this? I talked we about this? a lot a ago. Week. Okay, cool.
2: I'm so curious about it because I see like Bloomhouse and Paramount are connected to it. And I, it sounded really super stupid when she was talking about it. And now I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, this might actually kind of be fun.
0: Yeah, I recommend checking it out. Like that—that—that's when I—I would put that on par with the Nighthouse. Like, okay, it's like, in there's a lot of really cool parts about it. That's that's what I'd say. Uh, but okay, I don't know, I'd say I maybe I probably like the Deep House a little bit more even. But okay. I'd still, yeah, I recommend it just because I, I didn't too. love something.
2: Well, and that's the thing. But we like so much of the same movies, other than the ones that like giant animals like terrorize cities. I'm not as Shout out
0: Alligator. <laughs> shout out Alligator.
2: <laughs> I'm not as into those. But uh yeah, so I was just curious about that. But other than that, like I watched a lot of you know, just classics and and everything
0: reruns. Um yeah, shout out Jay Luke last week. This will and now have like this episode will have came out last week, but Jay Luke just watched The Exorcist for the first time. So Holy shit, really, yeah, imagine that.
1: That's a surprise, honestly.
0: I've literally ran into that guy at movie theaters when he was going to see Cinderella by himself. (laughs) (laughs) The the live action Cinderella. So shout out, Jay. All right, cool. Well, do you guys want to take a little bit of a break here and then we'll get on to our main feature? Yes. Awesome. We will see you on the other side where we'll be talking about Sam Raimi's Drag Me to Hell.
2: Mr. Jax, I was wondering if you'd made any decision regarding the assistant manager's position. It's
0: between Stu and yourself.
2: Stu Rubin, the new guy?
0: Stu's someone who's not afraid to make the tough decisions.
2: I'm perfectly capable of making the tough
1: decisions.
0: I'll let you know as soon as I decide, okay?
1: Will you help me? Please. Okay.
2: We have an elderly woman asking for an extension on her mortgage payment. We would have to throw her out of her house.
0: We've already granted her two extensions. It's a tough decision. Your call.
2: Another extension is out of the question. Where will I live? I'm really
1: sorry. Never have I begged for anything, but now Mrs. I have. I before you, please. I
2: beg you. Please let go. Please let go. Security!
0: It will be you who comes begging to me.
1: Someone has cursed you. Is the Lamia, the most feared of all demons. For the first three days, the spirit torments its victims. After that, it will come to take you.
0: Take me where?
1: To burn in hell for eternity.
0: It's coming for me. Please listen to me there's nothing coming for you how do i get rid of this you can give the curse away And welcome to our main feature presentation where we are talking about Drag Me to Hell, which was released in 2009 and was directed by Sam Raimi and was written and r- written by Sam Raimi and Ivan Raimi. Uh, the It's Braja, uh, The Brajahs. Yeah, they're brajas. Uh, the film is starring Alison Lohman, who plays the lead character of Christine Brown. It also stars Justin Long as Clay Dalton and Lorna Raver, who plays Mrs. Ganesh. And I guess the first question that I have for y'all... Is does drag me to hell still work? Does Mrs. Ganish still work in a post-COVID world? Okay, we'll we'll get back to that question. Are,
1: are you telling me like would she be as effective if there was a mask in her face the entire movie? <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
0: I don't does exactly know what keep I'm talking up about.
1: On herself most of the time.
0: <laughs> uh, the, the film synopsis is a lone officer who evicts an old woman from her home, finds herself the recipient of a supernatural curse. Desperate, she turns to a seer to try and save her soul, while evil forces work work to push her to her breaking point. So this is a movie that obviously, I'd say almost out of all of the movies, uh, has such a, a big part in my relationship with Morgan. Like, this is one of the first movies that we – connected on but also uh like shout out to last episode we had talked about how we both kind of pretended like we didn't like this movie because it was on our first date and we were like that shit is disgusting it's over the top it's crazy you don't want to sound like a weirdo um but then over the course of that relationship we watched this movie all the time and it it has become spoiler alert i've talked about it on the show before so i'm just gonna say like this is one of my favorite horror movies. Like I I absolutely love this movie and uh I want to kick it to mm, let's go Morgan first. So Morgan, what were your like general thoughts? Do you remember when watching this movie for the first time in Rainbow Cinemas?
2: Yeah, I do actually. Uh I do. <laughs> Shout out Rainbow Cinemas.
0: <laughs> Shout out and Rest <laughs> yeah. in Peace. Or yeah, Rest <laughs> in Peace. Yeah,
2: big time rip. Um I do. I remember I re- watching it again. Uh, recently literally today um, I was surprised at how much I didn't remember but it it was all kind of like a hazy like it it was locked in there somewhere like you know I think I mentioned even on the last podcast where I was watching these movies and you feel like an old war vet because you have like these flashbacks like oh fuck yeah it's it's in there somewhere and it was in there and very well alive it was just kind of sleeping and then as I'm watching the movie all of these like, (laughs) like all of a sudden I have like you know, if I was in a movie, it would, you know, one of the scenes would be me sitting in rainbow cinemas and I was looking around being like, what the fuck? Where am I? Right. And uh, it was very much like that. Very nostalgic. Why does it
0: smell like pee? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is someone masturbating behind me? Yeah. Yeah. Um... Why is this person drunk
0: at 3 p.m.? <laughs> yeah.
2: So, yeah, it's, uh, it. I want it like it holds up for me because I do love it. But at the end of the movie, <laughs> we're watching it. And uh Jeremy's just like, I think, because I I'm like, what did you think? I said, I, I kind of forgot it how over the top. <laughs> it's like the one point where she like shoves her whole fist inside the girl's yeah. <laughs> <and I'm> cup. <watching laughs> and I could just feel his whole body just like his soul leaving. And I'm like, oh my god. So like, so what do you think? He's like, be honest. You're not gonna hurt my feelings. He's like, I think it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, that's fair. I just, I just died. So, um, it was very funny. We had very two very different experiences, but still, I mean, yeah, it, I loved it. I love every it, second of it.
0: It goes to show, though, that, that that's the thing, though, with like Sam Raimi's style of directing, and like his style of movies, like you look at Evil Dead 2 and there's so much Evil Dead 2 in this movie. There's so much oh, of sure. like Sam Raimi slapstick horror comedy that's in this movie. Yeah. And it's so understandable why someone wouldn't like it. And I sound like a douche when I say it. And I'm certainly not meaning this about like Jeremy not getting it. But it is it's an acquired taste. It's like you need to have been around for you need to have an appetite for that kind of horror to know that it's like it's meant to be so insanely over the top that that's what's funny about it. It's like equally funny and terrifying. And I think that he just absolutely nails that. And like that's the same things could be said about Evil Dead or sorry Evil Dead 2. And uh, I think that's just Raimi's trademark. That's just not going to hit everyone. Uh, oh,
2: for sure. And uh, literally, all I sat down and all I told him was, it's a horror movie.
0: <laughs> and that's yeah, and it. See, <laughs> and like, he probably so... was expecting something scary. And if you're yeah. going, in, and but the thing is, there are some really scary moments in this movie, but it will take you out of it if you're not a fan of the style. And uh, that's such a big thing for me is like, I on this rewatch too, especially, like, I've always known honestly, if I had a gun to my head and someone had to say, who's your favorite director, I'd probably say Sam Raimi because like even making, you know, now being, I've now made my first film, my first short film. And I didn't realize like just how much of an influence that man had on me until I had made my own movie. And I was like, I had thrown so many Sam Raimi isms and references and like homages to like all the things that i grew up just like loving from evil dead and evil dead 2 and army of darkness and dark man like it's his style of like he throws that into his spider-man movies as well but the thing is like i will say i made a movie this year and i threw i consciously threw in a couple sam raimi homages and only have only a few of them made it into the actual movie because it's really fucking hard to do it's not that easy to just like whip the camera around and have it read. Like it's not going to work. Yeah. I think I, this is going to be one of those episodes where you guys are going to have to cut me off because <laughs> I get so excited about this movie and boozy. I have never talked to you about dragging me to hell. So I have no idea if you hate it. And if you do, I want you to go hard, but I have no idea how you feel about it. So let's catch up on that first. All right, is it is it my turn? Have you yeah, seen this play. movie before? <laughs> yes. So this movie came out the year before I graduated,
1: and that's when I had started getting more interested in film in terms of, like, really uh, analyzing things more than just, like, a movie's a movie to me, where I was trying to learn more about it. So that was the first year I actually did that. So I ended up watching this, and I remember at the time not liking it, and I assumed that maybe it was just me coming into this, like, snobbish... Uh, persona and i just want to report in that no it's not i still don't like this movie um i understand i think there's a lot of fun here and i totally get it it's just it was it's like so absurd that it wasn't funny for me a lot of the time and sure. it, it's just i have so many notes I, like i just i was like this is this is absurd. And and then, yes, looking at the fact that it is Sam Raimi, I'm glad that Mitch mentioned it, is there are a ton of similarities to, like, even the Spider... You know, his Spider-Man series in this, or the, his own Spider-Verse or whatever. You feel so much of that in terms of how the characters are. And, yeah, a lot of the, like, comedy elements and storytelling. And over-the-topness to it, it, is it... Are we still allowed to not like
0: gypsies like
1: are we are we is
0: that still? i don't
2: even know if we can say gypsy anymore
0: yeah there there are so many things in this movie like not only in because that's one thing that like i am going to talk about like a lot of the making of of this movie because that's part of the reason why i have such a strong love for it now um but there's so many things in this movie and just just the making of that wouldn't happen today and this came out like a short 12 years ago like right. so, it's it's pretty insane how things have changed, but uh, I will say, for anyone who owns the Blu-ray, or if anyone's interested in filmmaking, this has one of the best. But spe- like, the reason I'm a physical collector is because a I have that irrational fear of the internet going down and me being like, what am I going to do for an hour without a movie? <laughs> so I was like, better spend my life savings on this Blu-ray collection. Uh, it's partially that, but it's also. That's how. That's my film school. That's how I learned and grew to love this stuff so much. Is like I can trace it back to the first time I ever watched a special feature was on Joyride, a movie that's like okay. Like I actually I really like Joyride, but that was the first movie. Like I I bought the DVD or my dad bought me the DVD. I was like 11, and I watched the special features because it said there was a new ending to it, and then I ended up watching the making of, and then you see the how the sausage gets made, and to me that's actually that's what separates filmmakers and people like people who just want to consume and just want something to take their mind off of things for a little bit to the people who want to dedicate their lives to actually doing it is you're so interested in how people are doing it and how they're pulling this stuff off and this movie like it has a master class for it's the best film school out there for there's a 35 minute documentary on this thing that shows how this thing was made, and it is unreal. And it's something I watched a couple times this week. I'm not gonna lie, uh, I, I I love I love this movie, but I I totally understand why it wouldn't work for a lot of people. Definitely,
2: even me. I mean, I'm watching it again, and there's that nostalgia of it that I love. You know that that's what's making me and continuing uh, my love for it. But watching it as an adult now, I'm just kind of like, man, like. Her acting chops—I don't know. Like, are they bad, or is it supposed to be that way? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's kind of she doesn't really sell it a lot.
1: It's
0: because she was doing promotion. all. This she, she she was so busy getting her ass kicked in this movie. Like this—that's what I'm talking about in terms of like this she couldn't happen. viewed on so much. She did all like she did. All, I think she did like 95 percent of her own stunts, and including like where she's getting flown around the ceiling, and then she gets thrown into a cabinet she actually was thrown into a cabinet and like it's so funny oh, wow. from an apparatus like she had one of those um those boots on that they have like where you'll be hooked up to it for a little bit but if you like kind of nudge your body up it'll knock you off of it that's how that scene was done and there's actual footage of Sam Raimi going in and being his Sam Raimi self and being like you know, the the audience, they're just not going to believe it if it doesn't actually happen. So, like, if if you just kind of nudge your body up just at this point And then, so it's like him coursing this woman to hurt herself. And you watch her do interviews and she's just like, she got so many bruises from this movie because she was thrown through the ringer, how he threw Bruce Campbell through the ringer and Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. But the difference is he was actually friends with the Bruce Campbell like they were they were film school friends and then they would go and they made this movie in the woods and it was just like let's do whatever we can to make this work Sam Raimi had to take that mentality into Hollywood where he's working on a soundstage that's worth a million dollars and he's coursing his actors to hurt themselves
2: and she's like probably 95 pounds. I guess I never thought about that because there's that one scene where they're fighting in the car, and it's like a longer scene. They
0: beat the fuck out of each other in that scene.
2: Yeah, they're just like (laughs) that amazing moment where she struggles to put her seatbelt on. Like it's just so full of cheese. She finally clicks it, it hits, and then the old woman flies forward, and all that happens is her teeth go everywhere.
1: Yeah,
0: And
2: she gets up and she's fine, but it's like, it's still gross. And then she still manages to put them back in and like try and bite her and shit. I'm just like, oh my
0: God. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's the type of shit that you, you would imagine. It's like, there has to have been so much cocaine in this script. Like They had to have gone through so much cocaine because the movie actually, it it's like a speed trip. And it's, it, but that's how all of Sam Raimi's stuff is. But the that's like the most joyous part about it is that. Sam Raimi was for sure never a drug head, a drug head like he just was a cinema junkie like he just loved making people do crazy things and putting it on screen and it because it works so well for him in Evil Dead Evil Dead 2 Darkman Army of Darkness even Spider-Man like it's it's unreal
2: yeah it definitely it's all of his movies kind of do like happen to you you're not really yeah. watching them you're like experiencing them sort of thing Which is fun, like there's even from the moment, like right off the bat, when you're introduced to the, I guess we'll call her the old woman, just so I don't, we don't cancel you guys. Mrs. Gannis. Like, yeah. If we're not canceled yet, we're,
0: yeah, if we're not canceled (laughs) yet, there's, there's nothing that can cancel us, (laughs) unfortunately. We're Uh, growing, we're growing.
2: (laughs) You are, you guys are maturing, maturing. Um. She's like super gross already, and she coughs, and she's like stealing shit, and there's like yellow stuff coming out of her mouth, like right off the bat. Oh, wow.
1: She's not stealing; those are complimentary, and she just took a couple more <laughs> than you're supposed <laughs> to. There's that's a fine. That's more like something.
0: She, that's what triggered boozy. She's like I've been there. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I was gonna
1: say that seems more like that's a uh, like a faux pas as opposed to anything else.
0: This is that take a penny, leave a penny dish at yeah. the, at the uh, counter where you're like, well, why can't I pay for this five cent? Candy with these five cents.
1: <laughs> exactly. Sorry, I just wanted to cut you off to mention the other Politics. thing is: do, do we think that is? What's the main character's name? Allison. Allison is, is the whole time in this movie Christine is, is she? Is, Christine is she a bad person? This is that, like the yeah. whole time I'm like she kind of does not that she deserved it but like she just fucked with the wrong person on the wrong. This is like unhinged. It wasn't her but fault.
0: With the- she was doing her job, man. Like, but no, the thing no, is-
2: Well, I think what the problem is is she was doing her job to try and get like the shitty assistant manager job. Yeah. So yeah. So she was stepping over. Get it.
0: She's stepping so- over the poor to become rich.
2: Is essentially
0: yes. Yeah. But I don't know, like, it just... It See, we of, understand politics here.
1: <laughs> now that I, I look at this film, I'm like, it basically turns into Unhinged, but with this old lady constantly chasing... the reach
0: Unhinged is so good.
1: And there's, like, an obsession with mouth stuff constantly. Yeah. Like, like you'd mentioned, whether it be just teeth, yeah, teeth become, like, a really big thing, but also just, mo- or like, I don't know why. I think it's just, like, an irrational fear for everyone. I don't know if you guys felt this way, but just having someone put their, like, bare mouth on someone else's mm-hmm. chin and just, like, throw up.
0: Oh, it was, like, embalming fluid. Where, Like, when yeah. she falls over and the, yeah. the guy... Gri- oh, my God. I didn't so realize good.
1: how much I didn't like people, like, chewing on people's chins
0: until I watched that.
2: But it's what so- makes it horrible is that she doesn't have any teeth.
0: <laughs> yeah. She gives a wicked gummer to that chin.
1: <laughs> I, I like the idea of the... So you like... guys
0: cut out for a bit. Oh, okay, but that was the oh. worst time to cut out, because I was like, "Oh, tough yeah. crowd, tough crowd, tough
1: crowd. Oh, no, I heard you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, like, I, do you guys like the goat? Oh, I my go God.
0: With... Billy the goat is my favorite. I love the goat in this movie so much. And he literally got kicked off the set for being too cute. That's the thing is I actually (laughs) love goats. Like, and I know Morgan can amazing. And I know Morgan feels the same way about this too. Like just goat, like the, the goat symbolism and just goats in general, they're beautiful. They are so beautiful. But Billy, it was his name was the the goat that came on the set. He literally got replaced by an animatronic goat and that you can briefly see it. If you really, really look because that goat was so playful and wanted to like play with everyone on set and Sam Raimi was getting pissed off so they ended up going to an animatronic goat because Billy the goat Billy goat was was too cute and it's like he's an adorable prince I love him
1: hey was that was the exorcism thing when they had the anvil on the rope no that was before that was that was a vision right
2: before she was was trying to like sell all of her shit to get the 10 grand
1: that was the most tom and jerry shit i've ever seen in a horror movie
2: (laughs) that's the point boozy you don't have an anvil strung up in your garage right now don't fuck with me right now
0: yeah exactly you never seen a woman put her whole arm into a fucking person's mouth? like that's evil dead 101 like that is sam raimi 101 that's i love that scene is
1: that how people used to store anvils
0: why is that a common
1: thing? <laughs> yeah,
0: You're getting too mid-2000. far into it. Like, a lot of, uh, admittedly, a lot of the magic for this movie does come from how it was all made and just knowing that Sam Raimi came from, you know, dragging his friends out into a cabin in the middle of the woods to doing that crazy movie that became The Evil Dead to being on like million dollar sound stages where they filmed a lot of this stuff. And he's still trying to do the same things. But now he has more people watching and be like, you can't do that. But he still somehow found a way to string a woman up like the main actress of the whole film. She's actually swinging on the ceiling in that like it's thinking about it now, like going through like taking actual set protocol. Like you have to take training to be able to work on sets and everything. And like there are so many of these things that would never happen and now that's what makes you it takes the joy and the wonder out of films like you look at something like I'm a Marvel fan like I I actually really like Marvel movies but you look at Eternals and it's like they could have filmed that movie in a in a bedroom like with a green screen like there's there's certain moments where there's just no the the actual filmmaking of it is just gone it's it's just dissipated. And it's so crazy to me thinking that he actually threw this woman into a fucking cupboard, and she also had all these. She had fucking worms plunged into her face, yeah, <laughs> like. That hey, was another. that
1: actual? That one fucked me up. Was that
0: actual? Like worms and shit? No, they they were they were fake. But she still took it all in the mouth. And it's the same thing with the. <laughs> it's still the same thing with the nosebleed and everything. Like there's there's so much. It's it's so slapstick and over the top, and that's just Sam Raimi, and like that's what makes him so he he swings like so many people don't do anymore, and uh, it's really admirable for me. Like it's, and I think that it pays off. I think that you clearly notice. I think both of you would agree with me when the CGI comes into this movie. That's where it loses it for me a little bit. Is that it's Sam Raimi having to deal with CGI rather than being given the budget to work with practical effects like when she takes the anvil to the head and her eyes fly out and hit her on the face like it doesn't look great and when she's literally being dragged to hell at the end it doesn't look great but in theory it's a gut punch like when she's when she actually still fails at the end i love that it's like it's still such it's such a fun ending we're jumping all over the place but i knew that was going to happen with this cuz I still love this movie. I still think it's just a fucking masterpiece.
2: Well, I think it's uh, like what you were saying about the making of it. Like that's why one of my favorite movies is The Exorcist. Yeah, because that's the same thing. It's like they did some crazy shit. Like I, it wasn't uh, that long ago that I kind of realized that the old priest in that is yeah. like in his 30s in that movie and that all they're yeah yeah man like the old age makeup looks phenomenal all of that shit was practical and it looks awesome like they had that one sort of like effect where you know the face would come over like the demon face sort of thing but for the most part everything was practical and I just think like it holds up to this day against movies that are being made like you said against a fucking green screen the whole time so
0: yeah no I totally agree and uh like that's the other thing that I love about like just the making of the film too, is that Sam Raimi, he, he's not a guy who's above taking, I think it's so important. And you can tell that from like some of the best movies made are people who will listen to their cast and their crew that's around them and listen to their advice or their suggestions. And that's something that really means a lot to me because that's just how I, I see it as such a like collaborative process. And for example, in that scene where they're fighting in the, in the parking garage and they're actually fighting in the car, Mrs. Gannish, she actually, she was the one who came up with the idea of like, I, there's, there's a word I could say that's in my language. That's saya And that means bitch. And he, he, there's this footage of someone filming off to the side of Sam Raimi filming that scene. And she, well, like it's her suggesting that to him. And he just bursts out laughing. He's like, he bursts out laughing immediately straight face. Yes. <laughs> and that becomes a big part of the movie. She says that multiple times. And like, it's one of the reasons why I just love him so much as a director and why I can't wait for him to do Dr. Strange. Like I, I love, uh, I love the Sam Raimi, the first two Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Cause I think those movies have a lot of the same things in common with this. Like just the overall whiplash nature of it. That's how those Spider-Man movies were made as well. Totally.
1: Um, I actually like really like the the story of this. If if it like you know you'd mentioned if this had been a little more straightforward and a little bit darker, I think this would have been really, really cool. And I it
0: wouldn't have I'm, been Raimi then.
1: No, and I understand that, but I just think like the actual skeleton of what this is is such a cool idea. I like that it has like the three days to live and it's progressively getting darker. And yeah, like a ton of stuff like that is super fun. But yeah, just for me, it's just like so over the top.
0: My thing too is Alison Lohman, who plays like the main character. I think she would have made such a good daughter to Ash. Like, I I don't know. I really, I really like her. She, She's one of the, so Morgan, did you not like her performance in this? Like, is it, it sounds like you were like, is she half-assing it or is she not? Well, like...
2: that's the thing. Uh, Jared did make a comment about how she wasn't a very good actress. And I was kind of like, It was a little one note, you know, especially considering like what was happening to her in the movie. But now that you mention what was happening to her, like behind the scenes, she was probably just scared for her life. So I kind of
0: get it. (laughs) That's exactly it. Yeah. And I I don't blame him at all for thinking that. Like, I can honestly agree. Like, I think there are times where I was like, she's probably just so happy in these scenes that she's not being thrown against a wall or getting shit shoved down her throat like maggots and stuff like it's such a gross out movie and uh those are like I generally don't love gross out movies but for some reason when Raimi does it I just I eat that shit up
2: I mean well that's the thing is it's it's very well and even just to touch on the one note thing not that his is generally one note but it does kind of like it's kind of his movies is sort of like you have the beginning and then it goes to a 10 and then it stays there yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, exhausting. if you're not prepared for that, then you're going to be like, what the fuck just happened to me?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it is, it's one of those ones too, where like the, the CGI does pull me out of it a little bit. Like, uh, I don't love all the CGI in this movie and I'm not someone who shits on CGI all the time too. I think it is a, a time and a place, but like there are definitely times in this movie where it's like, it would have been really cool to see them try and pull it off practically. But this one reminds me of, uh, Another movie that more me, Morgan, and Devin shout out your sister. Uh, we went and saw Fright Night, the remake Fright Night. Do you remember that? Yeah. And yep. that w- that movie that's one where it's like you couldn't have found a more jaded Fright Night fan than me, who's <laughs> like going into that movie with my arms crossed, being like, fuck this, fuck Colin Farrell, blah blah blah. And then I ended up having an absolute blast with it. And it's like you forgive it for those you forgive it for those moments because the rest of it is just so much fun. And I just think that this movie is a lot of fun. This movie was a huge deal because it was Sam Raimi's return to horror. Like he had done like a simple plan and uh, like he'd done some drama movies, some thrillers. He did a, uh, the Spider-Man trilogy and then him coming back to horror after like all those years. And his last one that debatably delved into horror was dark, man. Like it was such a huge deal to have someone like him return and, I think that regardless if you love it or not, it's just like, this is a style that you can't see everywhere else. Like, no one else can mimic this. And I'm living proof of that. Like, I tried. Like, there's one scene in the Druid's hand where I was like, I was telling Dylan, our cinematographer, I was like, I want you to run at this character. Like, hold the camera in your hand. And I want it because I was trying to replicate like the opening of Evil Dead where there's the camera flying through the forest. And Mm -hmm. like, they, how that happened was they had a two by four and they steel strapped, the camera to the two by four. And it's like, let's just run through the forest. And that, that's how they got the footage. It's not that fucking easy. Like it's, it's, it's stuff that like, it makes me frustrated. Cause it's something that I hear a lot too, is like a lot of filmmakers think that horror is easier. It's like, nah, dog. It's like way, it's like, it's really fucking hard to pull this stuff off and to make it like, yeah, sure. It's easy to get a movie done and it'd be shit. But to pull something off like what Raimi does, I don't know. I'm salivating at the mouth now, so I think we should almost like clo- close <laughs> this one up. But I still, I still love this movie. I still think that it's on Netflix. I, I have the Blu-ray, but uh, I think if you haven't seen it in a while or, you, or if you've never seen it, I think it's definitely one that you should be checking out.
2: Yeah, revisit it. And if you're watching it with someone who's never seen it, please prepare them.
0: Yeah, now think about two people going on their (laughs) first date where they're trying to make it not awkward, and this is the movie that they walk into.
2: It absolutely broke the ice, because we were both like, holy shit. And then as I was watching it even today, I was like, okay, I understand why we were together for so long now.
0: I get it. (laughs) You're like, oh yeah, the madness makes sense.
2: (laughs) The fun. Come on. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Can I just ask, what the fuck happened to Justin Long?
0: I love Justin Long.
1: And, I th- I think he's like like he doesn't really do anything. He has much to do in this, which is totally fine. But it's just like he disappeared so quickly.
0: Yeah, and it's a shame because Morgan, don't you listen to his podcast? Like Life is Short. I listen to his show.
2: No, I never have. I I've been meaning to. I just my podcast list is so fucking long. But didn't was yeah. the last movie he did? It wasn't Tusk.
0: Ah, uh, well that that might be the last one that he got like a lot <laughs> of notoriety from. But right, right. It it sounds weird because I actually used to hate Justin Long. Like, I used to annoy me, and then now, like, I listen to Life is Short all the time. Like, I really like his podcast, and it's mainly because I just really like him. Like, he's just a good person. I feel like we grew up with him. He's such a niche character, though. Like, he's (laughs) it's hard to put him in a role because he's so sweet, but also he could play that punchable face.
2: totally and that's the thing is you he kind of like walks that line but i i was thinking about it actually as you guys are talking about i'm like have i ever seen a movie with justin long that bad things didn't happen to him
0: yeah like i don't think so he's so good at bad things happening to him though because he's so good at being neurotic and like (laughs) i think that's why i relate to him and that's why i like him but like i remember when i when i saw dodgeball I wasn't like I was still not over Jeepers Creepers like it still scared me so bad that I was like I wasn't ready to see him in Dodgeball. And he's so good in both of those movies. Do you think there could be
1: a a let's let's get Justin Long. Let's have him have a a reconnaissance. Um, But we're going to make drag me to hell, too, because he survived. He saw what happened. So maybe it's about him dealing with the trauma from that.
0: I think what actually killed his career was uh, Live Free or Die Hard. It was that like really, really bad Die Hard was movie. He in that? Yeah, he played like his son or something. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Those Die Hard movies fucking suck. <laughs> Bruce Willis oh,
1: and Justin. That's gonna Law. be
2: the thing that cancels you guys right there. Oh,
0: I trust me. I've been. I I had a couple buddies over on Friday night, and I had said like, because it's my my favorite thing in the world to say to people who like action movies. Is that Aquaman is better than Die Hard. <laughs>
2: and then just watch them shit
0: themselves. Oh man, did I see some guys get triggered the other night. <laughs> this this has been fun though. Like I, I still, like I said, I adore Drag Me to Hell. I recommend checking it out again. I think that if you're a fan of Sam Raimi, I don't know how you can't love this. But I can also understand how it's not a taste for everyone. Um, but is there anything you guys want to mention before we close up shop here? No,
2: it was, uh, it was a nice little, uh, walk down memory lane for me. I'm going to put that (laughs) away for another couple of years and maybe revisit again. in I don't know, 12, 12 ish years.
0: (laughs) So it it didn't hold the same magic for you. Hey, cause
2: it's during for sure. It did. Um, I may have maybe built it up a bit in my head. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, when I watched it again, I was like, okay. Okay, it was what I expected. I, I I guess I was wishing it would it was going to exceed, but I still love it.
0: Cool. And uh Boozy, not a fan, but uh It's
1: uh, yeah. Boozy it,
0: has it said on air reminded air that he me likes Venom, so. Don't you dare. <laughs> don't you dare compare this to my like like it's so different. I, I love both of them, but I, in, in terms tone, of just
1: like over the top, like neither of those did it for me. I don't know why I ripped it in at the end, but <laughs>
2: one last jab
0: yeah take that malignant (laughs) i love malignant favorite movie of the year (laughs) all right okay well morgan uh can you let our listeners know where they can follow you and uh reach out to you if they're wanting some fitness tips or some nutrition tips or anything to get their lives kind of you know healthier
2: sure i uh am on instagram at mo H-L-A-D-I-U-K. Uh, so, yeah, that's my personal one. I talk, like, I share my personal story. Um, talk a lot about uh, anxiety, depression, and my struggles with it, and specifically how exercise and food affects those things for me personally. And um, I think it holds a lot more weight than we realize in regards to mental health, like how we eat, how we exercise or not, um, especially lately. And then my uh, fitness uh, page is Mob fitness YXE. Or you can find us on Facebook at Mob Fitness and Nutrition. So Yeah,
0: and I'll take, I'll take that on all of our social medias too. So if Thanks. you're out there and you're listening and you want a little bit of a change, this is the place to go because you can do it online and uh, simple and easy. And yeah. honestly, as someone who has gone through that as well, it's kind of great when you are getting help from someone who's out of province or out of state or out of country. Uh, it's it's nice to just be able to talk to someone who's just been through it and has no connection to you whatsoever, and that is the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to find no. now. I just quote Bruce Almighty. God damn it. And uh, y- Yavadi Do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining again, Morgan. It was seriously thank such you, a Morgan. delight. Yeah, and I'm, I'm very happy that I could reunite Boozy and Morgan because you guys spent quite a bit of time together on that couch uh, on, in the vape house watching did. Yeah.
1: Kate, do you guys remember the when we were going to watch Star Wars all
0: day and then your TV oh died? God. and That, that was, was the like, daily? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember that day. Remember? I don't remember but this. We were going to have a Star Wars marathon and Boozy came over and our TV broke that day and it's the TV that's on my wall. It's the brand new one that we bought. Like Yeah, dollars like, there too. Yeah, and uh oh, we took it we took it to go get fixed. And <laughs> yes, it's uh, like visions. Yeah, we yeah, no and I I remember but, uh, like I was so stressed out cuz it was like we're supposed to have a Star Wars marathon all weekend. And everyone's pissed off now because everyone showed up at like 11 a.m. on a Saturday and we were supposed to go all weekend, but our TV broke. So Boozy drove me to go get it fixed. And then we found out we couldn't get it fixed for like a couple. It was like a week. So I was like, hey, guys, we can still have this Star Wars marathon, but it's going to be on our dumb 50 inch. (laughs) And me and Boozy uh, hacked darts in his car and pretended like we weren't smoking. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, you probably great.
2: smoked behind my back a ton back then. I
0: didn't. I didn't. I truthfully didn't. Um, but that day I did. Because <laughs> I was stressed out because I was supposed to have a Star Wars party. <laughs> this is the most stressful time in someone's
1: life is when the exactly. Star Wars
0: party goes south. Exactly. And if you're smoking, don't smoke it. Smoking's bad for you. It's not good. All right. Well uh yeah, there,
2: we book ended it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Ended
1: right. on a smoking PSA.
0: Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week when we are going to be talking about our Christmas film, which is going to be Inside, uh, the movie about a woman who's pregnant and a woman is trying to kill her baby. Um, so good, feel-good spirit movie. Uh, Morgan, one I was going to say this before, but I hadn't even introduced you. Do you remember watching Inside? We watched Inside together, and I remember you were not impressed.
2: <clears throat> really? I don't, I don't. I must have repressed this one. I don't remember
0: it. There's a POV shot of a fetus in the in the stomach. <laughs> it's great. It's it's oh, a really? very, yeah. It's a good Christmas film. I I suggest Scrooged. Just to be fair. <laughs> <I>
1: <laughs> but amongst many other things.
0: Yeah, Scrooged is great. Um, all right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week on the Terror Table.